Well, good Tuesday evening. This is my show. As I was turning the channels, I could have sworn I saw Delta Burke in Space Odyssey in 2001. Yes, Suzanne Sugarbaker goes to space. And I'm not talking about... No, I won't say it. That's not nice, because I like her. I was thinking of a Muppets segment <laughs> that we won't go into. Oh, it's been a Tuesday. Uh, Tuesday from hell. Oh, Let's just say a hug does not always mean a hug. It just means keep your distance. It's kind of like when Madonna kissed Britney, the kiss of death. I won't go any further. Oh, it's just been a day of midgets and lesbians and overdramatic. Um, whereas, what do they say? They said something that I don't want to quote. And I was just like, whoa, you really read a lot of romantic novels. You're bruised. Okay. But that chapter is over. Thank fucking God. Ugh. And now, the slate is clean. In summer, I get to decide. Although, I'm not going to rest on my laurels. I'm going to go and look for a job. Because that's the American way without Donald Trump and his bullshit. Right now it's raining outside. It's just wet. Kind of like Stormy Daniels, Daniels in 2006. Or was that 11? Either way, the weather tells the truth. And she's telling the truth. You can take your NyQuil now, Donald. It's just one political thing after another. You know, each day I just look at the news and it's like dominoes and bingos all into one. Who's going to fall next? I mean, it is just one great, you know, pile of cheese and not the good kind. I just can't wait for the weekend. And then spring break. Not the cool spring break with James Franco and what's her name? Selena Gomez. <laughs> spring breakers. <laughs> I never saw that because I thought it would be bad karma to watch crap. You know, I didn't watch the, you know, talking about crap. I didn't watch the Pamela Anderson, Tommy leaves porno until God, 2011. Because, you know. In 1996, that's not what I was looking over the internet for. I was ordering CDs, not for a penny, might I add. And, you know, porn, oh my goodness. I can remember the first time I went on the internet and I was just like, whoa. And it was chocolate and it was delicious. But then feeling a little a bit of the Catholic guilt. This is why I'm not Catholic. I'm only baptized. I began to rip it up into shreds and flush it down the toilet. And then I printed it again. 
thus wasting printing paper. But it was good to be 15. You know, not like Taylor Swift sings, 15. I don't think so. I like her later shit. When she got all pop. Ooh, Noir Alley. Yeah, please don't play Blood Simple again, piece of crap. Oh, that was disturbing. You know, Tuesdays should be a reflection of how shitty Monday was. But Monday was okay. Tuesday, let's just say the morning was bleh. You know, but all good shitty things come to an end. <laughs> and then the rest of work was okay. <sighs> and then I had myself some Popeye's evil chicken. It was so delicious. And then I felt guilty. So then I gave my last piece of chicken to the dogs. You know, they're puppies. They've got to eat. You know, but, um... Oh, it is just delicious. Those biscuits, you know... Yeah. Well, you try doing 15 things at once. I'm just gonna let this thing go. You know, maybe I'll fall asleep. The listeners will get to hear me snore like my cousin in Los Angeles, who now lives somewhere else. <laughs> he would wear earplugs, and it's like, hey, it's not my fault. If you want to pay for me getting the snoring application, oh shit. Oh shit. It's gone with the motherfucking wind. You know, my new mantra in life is I want to be a fucking meteorite. Like Jennifer Lewis. I was a fucking meteorite. And you gotta love that shit. That is amazing. And right now, I'm watching a trailer of a movie that I don't know if she'd like or not like. If you can hear the music in the background, you know what I'm talking about. Yes. <laughs> now let me get under the covers. Like Elvira, 1986. It's gonna get warm. Get your minds out of the gutter. Rub-a-dub-dub, three men in a tub, splashing and washing away. The baker, the undertaker, I don't remember that nursery rhyme. The cake maker, why are all the good-looking men gay? That's a jam. The days of in living color. Oh, look at Vivian Lee. And Red Butler from Charleston. Carrying up those red steps. I'm sure she picked them out herself. Oh my. People just love my lamp. (laughs) Himalayan salt lamp. You try saying that five times fast. And when I turn everything off. It just emits ions. And it's like taking a shower. (laughs) 
And I know I sound kind of stoned, but I'm not. I am just thankful the day is over. <sighs> and the, I know what I want, but I'm not going to say. Because all good things come to an end. Especially when they start to suck. And so that's when you have to pick up on something more delicious, more worthwhile. And oh god, that's the one I'm not a big fan of Vertigo. It made me want to throw up, literally. You know? It's like you can hear the rain outside my window. It sounds like one of those pop songs or country songs. Overly dramatic. And then I think of the perfect rain song, Prayers for Rain by The Cure. The lyrics are kind of dark and kind of bleak, and but I don't associate them with that. I associate them with the beauty of rain. Mud, not so much. You try taking a mud fucking bath, I don't think so. But, you know, it is delicious. I mean... I keep saying that and I think of uh, Truman Capote. It is fabulous, you know. In my days of undertaking, it was a lesbian's choice. <laughs> Those are his words, not mine. Let me see if I can find it. Oh, Just copyright heaven right here. What is this? Vera Miles? Is she still alive? There it is. Just beautiful. Gotta love the cure. Robert Smith. That makeup. That hair. Those words. <sighs> As I lie here in bed. Oh. This is the way to do a podcast. I'm not gonna do one while I'm having you know what. My friend loves my lamp. Yes. It's hard to do things and chew gum at the same time. But as for being in bed and watching television, oh, Turner classic movies, when men liked other men and women, Eight women and men. Marlene and Dietrich. Even the big, strong John Wayne liked to take, well, a lot of things. He was not totally straight. But don't tell his devoted fan base that. That's not true, that's not true. It's like the time we all went and saw The Lord of the Rings, and I said to my brother's friend, I think they were just in college at the time, and I said, You know, Gandalf is gay. He's not. Stop saying that shit. I said, oh, maybe you should watch a little movie he did called 
Guts and Monsters. I don't know if he ever watched it. There's that moment where Sir Ian McKellen has a uh, cigar in his mouth and he goes, mmm. Yeah. It is. It's one of those great moments when he looks at one of the actors in the movie and he's like, this is Clayton. He's never met real princess. Only queens. <laughs> yes. Mr. James Whale and Sir Ian McKellen. I wonder what would have happened had they met. You know, I'm all excited about Doctor Who, but he would have been a great Doctor Who. Sir Ian McKellen, a gay doctor. Could you imagine that? Mm, my next companion needs to have pecs and muscles. The TARDIS knows where to find it. I mean, wouldn't that be great if Ian McKellen is the doctor and he lands the TARDIS, you know, like at a bathhouse? <laughs> then people would really watch. Are you watching Doctor Who tonight? Fuck yeah. You know, I remember one time I was working at a, a library years ago. It seems like ages. And um, I, I was listening to these two guys discuss sports. And it was weird. It was almost like they were discussing sex. Because they were like, yeah, did you see that game last night? Oh, fuck yeah, that game. And they're talking like that. I'm almost laughing and I'm having to cover my mouth like, oh my god. And the one guy's like, ah, that bitch. Oh yeah, that bitch. That bitch drove me wild. Oh, dude, yeah. And I'm almost tempted to say, why don't you just pull him out already? Shit. And then and, and one guy, he's like, oh, I gotta go take a leak. But, oh, that game. Oh, yeah, I'm right behind you. And I'm thinking, oh, God. <laughs> the shit that I get to hear. I don't know. Uh, you know, I'm not making fun of uh, their persuasion. But it was just, you know, they're talking about sports. Like, it's almost like, you know, the best orgasm. And then I love how when they yell at the sports... You know they don't yell after sex like that. Oh, it's okay. Yeah. But those of us who remain nameless, we are often thankful when someone has their own place because then we can yell all we want. And there are moments to yell for joy, for pain, for everything in between. Need I say more? Sometimes I wish I was David Sedaris. Even the voice. He is an intriguing person. Trust me, anyone who has Amy Sedaris for a sister is cool. <laughs> Look at John Wayne. All tough. And nowhere to go but the bathhouse. Oh yes, I said that. <laughs> Don't even think that Wendy Williams has all the dirt. Her dirt doesn't matter. She's just Wendy Williams. She ain't shit. She looks like a man who got turned over in his grave. You know, it's days like this that I miss Whitney Houston. Whitney Houston would have backhanded her. You heard how she talked to her on the radio? She's like, you know what, Wendy? I'm a lady and I got cake.
flies, but meet me outside. <laughs> Shit. Or even Mariah. Mariah scary. I had a friend in high school who called Mariah Mariah scary. Yeah. She was funny. She threw I the first party I went to. This is kind of sad. When I was a freshman, and we went, I brought some music. We all had a drink. And then I think my brother and my grandfather, who was waiting on the car, came to pick me up. And my brother says, some guy said, I'm Yogi Bear. Or no, that was us. Some guy said, hi, I'm Yogi Bear. And he threw up. And we all started laughing. And then my brother was like, hey, some dude's on the lawn throwing up. And I'm like, oh. That's a party. Yeah. And then later on, I think a year later, they threw another party and I didn't go. And that was the year The Craft came out. Oh, God, that was such an amazing movie. Feruza Bulk, you know, child star. And she just plays unhinged so well. I miss her. I miss films like that. Like The Craft. Oh, God. Light as a feather, stiff as a board. Say that 18 times and see what happens. Oh, yeah. Light as a feather, stiff as a board. You know, or uh, I bind you, Nancy. (laughs) I bind you, Donald Trump, from doing harm against others and harm against this world. I bind you, Donald Trump. Yeah. This is just so relaxing to be in bed with my audience. I've always wanted that. Madonna got it, but, you know, being in bed with Madonna did not last long. I mean, come on. Did you see her recent album? I don't think so. A few good hits, but, you know, come on. You're Madonna. You don't need to have rappers on your album. I'm sorry. You know, it's like Sade. Has Sade ever had a guest appearance <coughs> on any of her records? No. I don't think so. Homie, don't play that. What kind of shit is that? Madonna. Donna, who are you trying to fool? You are 69 years old. You are not 15. Okay? She's like, oh, I admire Taylor Swift's career. Yeah, because you used to have it in 1984. You know, some people do a little things better. And I mean, you know, I think she wishes she had the Oscar career that Cher has. I love Cher. And Cher don't give a fuck. That's the beauty of it. Cher does not give a fuck. When you win that Oscar, you don't give a fuck. And Madonna still gives a fuck. Ooh, they don't like it. You know, I love what Patty Lapone said about her. <sighs> oh, Patty Lapone. So I'll never look at her the same way after I saw her tits in um, Summer of Sam. I did not need to see that. Oh, those were some weird looking tits. I don't think so. I did not need to see that. It forever warped my image of her, especially in reruns of Life Goes On. Yeah. God. Or Evita, now I see, like, she did the Grammys and she did Evita and she did it perfectly. But all I could see was, ooh, I remember your tits in Summer of Sam. Or, what's his name? 
the actor. Summer of Sam. He was like like a punk rocker. Um, uh, what was his name? Oh, that's sad that I forget him because I loved him in The Pianist. Adrian Brody. He was in The Summer of Sam. And he played this punk rocker with Jennifer Esposito, who should never sing again. She was up there trying to do punk. <laughs> Meanwhile, um, Mira Servino and John Leguizamo were like this disco couple. And I don't know if he, they wouldn't let him into Studio 54, but they let her in. And then they went to Plato's Retreat. <laughs> if you've ever heard about Plato's Retreat, that's not a place for a married couple to go. And she got into some mm-mm. And so he's screaming at her the entire night and accusing her of being a lesbian. And and, and I'm like, you little hypocrite. And he is a little hypocrite. You watched her and you enjoyed it. You know, you went to Plato's retreat. Where do you think you were going? McDonald's? Come on. <sighs> Those were when movies were you know, kind of unhinged and cool. Now movies, I mean, I saw three billboards out of outside of Francis McDormand's house. I don't think so. That sucked. I was so elated when it didn't win Best Picture. I'm having deja vu like I already talked about this, but I don't care. You know, the other, on Saturday, uh, Blood Simple came on with her and she just hasn't changed you know oh I don't know if I'll see Shape of Water I mean I've already seen fish get it on with humans you know it's called Splash but um Daryl Hannah you just imagine Daryl Hannah in the Shape of Water hi I'm back oh I love Turn Kill Bill talk about someone who was unhinged I mean, there's this great moment. That's the thing with Kill Bill. He did it to where the point where you can recite the fuck out of it. Doon, 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 doon. And they're face to face. L. B. Something I've wondered. Just between us girls. What did you say to Pime to make him snatch out your eye? I called him a miserable old fool. Bad idea. Know what I did? I killed that miserable old fool. How do you like the fish heads? <laughs> miserable old fool. I poisoned his fish heads. And I told him, the life of a miserable old fool like you is worth nothing. <laughs> That's right. I killed your master. And now I'm going to kill you too. With your own sword, more or less. Which in the very immediate future will become my sword. The fact that I remember all that is sick. Bitch, you don't have a future. And then I won't ruin what happens next if you've never seen Kill Bill. But everyone has seen Kill Bill. I mean, oh, David fucking Carradine. Superman and Clark Kent. Superman's or Clark Kent is Superman's critique on the whole human race. 
And like you, Beatrix kiddo, you would have worn the costume of Miss Plimpton. But you were born, Beatrix kiddo. You killed a lot of people to get to me. It felt good, didn't it? Yeah, but I would have been baby. Don't get me wrong. You would have made an excellent mother. But you are a killer. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's just spectacular to see that. And to see both of them in the theater with my cousin. I mean, you know. Oh. Oh, Ranishi. Oh, shit. Just gives me goosebumps. This is one of those podcasts where I can just talk about everything under the sun, you know. Although, I don't know about you, John Wayne, but I'm getting tired. (laughs) I have bottles of Jack Daniels just in case. And then you can hear what it sounds like. Heads up, 7-Up. Oh, look at that. How quaint. You know, I've never seen the movie Trumbo or Trombone. Trumbo. Dalton Trumbo. Where that... What's that guy's name? David James Elliot, I think he is. He plays John Wayne. And Dalton Trumbo tells him off. Or something. I don't know if he really did that. I'd like to think that he did. Barbara Barbara Streisand almost said Barbara Walters. Oops. Barbara Streisand almost said something with her outfit when she gave John Wayne the Oscar. Oh, that was a lot of cleavage. But you know, back then, Barbara was like butter. She had two big sticks of butter. That's all I'm going to say. Barbara Walters... What happened to her? You know, I read so many reports. She's dead. She's almost 90. She's dead. But then you you look at Kirk Douglas. And he's 101. It's like two Barbara Walters combined. He's outlived Fidel Castro. He has outlived Judy Garland. And he has outlived... Most of the people that he worked with. And that's, you know, you kind of feel for him. I mean, he's not outlived, you know. uh, What's his daughter-in-law? Oh, yes. And I loved her in Chicago, but that's about it. He's not outlived Catherine Zeta-Jones' original boobs. Because she's got those wonderful implants. They're just not old enough yet, you know. I would put them under about maybe 12 Implants, you know, they age differently than the rest of us. I mean, you know, if you look at the implants that are on TV, that family, they're all implanted. It's just like, you know, life with the implants. Starring implanty dog. Arf! (laughs) What is it I read somewhere? I think it was Courtney Love. She said her dog ate one of her breast implants and died. That's kind of sad. But, you know, you don't leave that thing lying around like a paperweight, you know? 
I don't know. Maybe that's why Francis uh, Bean Cobain. I almost said Francis McDormand. But then I remembered Courtney Love didn't give birth to her. Someone else did. Indie movies. <sighs> Francis Bean Cobain. Oh my goodness. You know, I think she gets her sense of art from her mother because I bet you Courtney left a like an implant lying around and you know, Francis tried to use it like as a, a stamp, you know, because they love to stamp. But, you know, I don't know. I know that the guy from Tool, Maynard and Pucifer, he wrote a song for Francis called Lighten Up Francis. And I listened to it. And it was OK. I mean, you know, when he does his Pucifer stuff, it's kind of like eh. you either like it or you don't. And then the Perfect Circle album just sounds like crap. I already listened to some of it. I'm not buying it. I don't know why you would put all of your focus into a Perfect Circle. When Tool is really the meat and potatoes. Oh. You know, people will get upset with me when I diss a Perfect Circle. But they're not all that. Some of their songs just suck. You know, Desperate Powerless. The package. I remember listening to that and thinking, what's the package? UPS didn't deliver it. You know, it could have been another package. I don't know. I'm just rambling. Or am I? Oh, wait. Watching this movie is kind of like, eh. What else is on? Let's see. I already watched The Doors interview, which was just so... Oh, God. Asidious. I don't think so. The Donald Trump story. (sighs) And people, if you're listening to this and you like Donald Trump and I'm dissing him and you get all pissy with me, stop listening. It's as simple as that. I did not vote for him. And I'm happy I didn't. Oh, Demolition Man. Oh, that's such a cute movie with the seashells. Yeah. Oh. Yo, MTV, what's up? Scrubs. Nothing but trailers. Cocaine, Kingpin, I don't think so. If I want to learn about cocaine, I'll watch the last Whitney Houston interview. Uh, That's why I don't like cocaine. You know, yeah, I'm sure people had fun on it, you know. Uh... Eric Clapton has a song about it. See, that's the thing I don't get. Maybe it's, you know, Whitney was sensitive. But you look at people like Eric Clapton. That man did so much crap. He wrote a song about it. He did it while he was recording Layla. He probably wrote Layla with a cocaine pen. Layla. (sighs) Yeah. I mean, sunshine of your, you know, life. And then, you know, um, I shout the sheriff because, you know, Eric snorted too much coke. Oh, it's Brian Williams. How I miss him. But, you know, he's better off. I don't watch him as uh, NBC News anymore. I do watch MSNBC. I don't need to watch Chester. 
I won't say what else people say. My, my father has a little nickname for Chester. That's all I'm going to say. I watched David Muir. You know the gay man that's 43 and hasn't come out yet? Oh, yeah, I said that. I'm waiting. My brother owes me money. We we have a bet. You know, if I told him David Muir's gay. No, he's not. Stop saying it. I said, hey, he's 43 years old. He is not married. And he looks like that. And he says, okay, if he comes up, then I buy you dinner. So I'm waiting. And the moment it happens, I mean, he kind of owes me money because I told him that Jeb Bush was not going to win the, the nomination. And he didn't. Unfortunately, someone else did. Yeah. But, you know, a Bush, a crap. I don't know. Oh. Bombs in the America. What's going on with our country? You know, it's like we need one big Saturday Night Live skit to just clean us up, you know? I mean, America, what the fuck is wrong with you? We're going down the toilet, or as Olympia Dukakis said, and... (laughs) Oh, shit. Michael Dukakis, hello. But anyway, let's go back to Olympia Dukakis. What did she say in Moonstruck? Oh, yeah. What the hell happened to you? I don't know where to start. Are you drunk? No, are you drunk? No. But I have a hangover. Uh, And then she's like, oh, my God. You got a love bite on your neck. Your life's going down the toilet. Cover up that damn thing. That's how I feel about America right now. It's going down the toilet. Cover up that damn thing. And cover up that damn thing. You know what I'm talking about. I'm just tired of this shit. Oh, we need more like that. We need a man. Or maybe a woman. No, we need a woman. Oprah doesn't want to run. I mean, come on. Did you did you see her movie? I don't think she should run. If you're going to make movies like that, I don't know. I mean, I'll go see it, but... You can't take Black Panther. You just can't. Now, if Oprah had made a cameo on Black Panther, wouldn't have been. You know, she would have been the Marvel interviewer. That would have been perfect. Killmonger versus <coughs> Oprah. Okay. You know. As I sit here looking at the Cheerios, thinking of Winston Churchill being silly, I'm remiss of the times that I have fun going with friends, watching movies, being in bed all weekend long, just relaxing and not giving a fuck. You know, my good friend from college taught me something, and I'm going to live by it. I don't give a fuck, and I don't, and that's why I told the truth today, because I don't give a fuck, now, I I didn't say that, because then I'd get in real big trouble if I said I don't give a fuck, but I just laid it out there, and you know what, I didn't get a medal, I didn't want one, but I felt finally the chips are down. And I can throw them away anytime I feel like it now. 
And so I'll leave you with those words on this Tuesday evening while it just gushes outside like Stormy Daniels' vagina. Uh, telling the truth. And she did. She passed the lie detector test. So take that, Mr. Trump, and suck on it. In the words of the immortal, Joan, Cro- Joan Crawford, Joan Rivers. You know what? I'll put Joan Crawford in there, too. Joan Rivers said it best. You're a poker player. You're a poker player. And so I'll say to you, Donald, you're Donald. You're beyond white trash. And so with Joan Crawford, I say something very immortal. I've never done a thing to hurt any of you. Don't make me do it now. You're nothing but a railroad tramp. You're not fit to live among common people. Haven't you got a little twisted, Emma? Or my favorite. You've been spying on me. Ha! What do you think? You are disgusting. Betty Davis and Joan motherfucking Crawford. And so, whatever happened to baby Jane? I'll leave you with those words. Whatever happened to Tuesday? That's the next podcast.